welcome to You're Dead to Me. I'm Fraser Ruddick, and that's it. That is the sound of a beautiful silence. Now, let me explain to you guys what's happening this season. Now, firstly, before you freak the fuck out, yes, there will be a co-host. Now, you guys know that I hate the process of having to hire somebody. I hate the, uh, you know, I put out the ad and then you get a whole bunch of applications and it's usually a very, very small handful that are even worth looking at. And so in this instance, I had 45 applicants and there were five people on the short list and their applications were okay. Uh, And I was considering, you know, going through the process and, and interviewing maybe a couple of them. And then I just kind of lost interest in the process and I didn't want to interview somebody I I just I don't know like I I, maybe it was the people who had applied that I just nothing really stood out enough for me and I'm sure a lot of them are really good it's just hard to really tell via the applications and quite frankly I just didn't really feel compelled to be wasting my time going out and meeting up with somebody for coffee and then I have to pay for their coffee and yeah yeah that's it I, I just I just don't want to pay for anyone's coffee um, so I was kind of thinking like well you know I, I need a co-host that's that's for damn sure because I'm not gonna do this show alone so I was thinking why do I need to lock somebody in for 10 episodes as I usually do because Number one, I'm probably limiting myself on the quality of people that I could get because there can be probably some great people, but not everyone's going to want to lock themselves in for 10 episodes when they don't even know what the fuck this show is. Because I'm always a little vague on the original ad, but I'll, I'll lead them to the show after they apply. And, you know, some might love the show, others may hate it. They'll love it. All of them will love it. Um, so then I thought, well, why don't I do this season guest co-hosts so every episode i can bring somebody new in and i can meet new personalities and basically have the initial awkward first episode with a co-host every single time but i think it's a it's a really good vetting process because obviously i can have someone in and if they do an awesome job and i like them they can come back for more episodes and then it can become a bit more of a permanent thing or if somebody absolutely fails and it just doesn't work out, well, I don't need to bring them back. I, I can just say goodbye, thanks for your guest episode, and then that's it. Nobody gets offended. And then if I fuck up, then uh, well, sucked into you guys. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so um, I hope that's I hope that works. Uh, however, this particular episode, not because I didn't have time to organize somebody. I just kind of thought, why don't I open this season and do the thing I never ever wanted to do, and that's do the show alone. Because I've had people, every time a co-host moves on, I'll have some people say to me, would you consider doing the show alone? And the answer is fucking no. Fucking no. Because I I think the idea, the whole concept of me sitting alone and just talking to a wall it's a little weird and I don't know I've just never really wanted to do that and when you have a person here you're having a conversation and that's what I like doing I like I like having a conversation and if I'm just alone I'm just sort of saying stuff and maybe I'm even like I'm ranting or I'm preaching or something I mean I can tell anecdotes but I'm gonna run out 
pretty fast. And even like if I'm alone, like I've got to fill like a 40 minute episode. So I'm thinking if I'm doing all the work myself, I mean, it's going to get pretty hard to get up to a 40 minute episode when I'm just talking about things. I mean, even today trying to think of enough topics to talk about on this episode, eh, I mean, that's an entire season for me to just be able to... I don't, I, I, you need somebody to have that back and forth and to be able to improvise and, and just when I'm on my own, I, I'm, I'm pretty much just going to be like, you know, the, the master of my own little world here. And I don't know, I think, I think I would, I would just go mental and I don't know, would, would people even want to listen to me? You guys would. I know you guys would definitely want to listen to just me. If anything, those co-hosts are just getting in the way. Hey, but but I need the co-hosts. I need the co-hosts to do the legwork for me. So I can just sit back and relax and then sucked into them. They can do it all. Um, but yeah, overall, it's it's not something I, I want to do. I, I, don't, I don't want to do the show alone. I think I've been doing this show a long time. So I think I can. And I'm damn well going to have to be because I didn't book a co-host for this episode so I have to do this episode uh but if I can't do a show alone then what the fuck am I podcasting for right 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 you can do anything alone right but you don't necessarily want to like you can go out to a restaurant alone and that's well, I was going to say fine, but is it? Because I don't do that. I don't go out. I don't, I've done it a couple of times and it just feels a bit weird to be like dining alone. Where, if you're, if you go to a restaurant, where do you look? Like when you're eating your dinner, like where's, where's your eyeline going to be? Because at least when you're with somebody, you can look at them and talk to them. Like it's fine to just be sitting there silent, but I don't really know where to look. And I always feel a bit weird. Like I feel like I have to overorder because if you're sitting down at a restaurant and you're just getting one meal, like the, the staff aren't going to be too happy about you taking up a table just to spend, what, $15 or something. And no, no drink, no drink. I'm driving. Just, just water for me. And also I, I, like what really compels you to go out and dine alone. Obviously when you're doing it, when you're traveling, but I, 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 half the fun of like dining out is that social aspect of it. I mean, I would be better off just sitting at home or in, in my, in my car. Cause even like fast food, right? I would much prefer to just go through the drive through and eat my fast food in my car rather than sitting in the restaurant. Cause I would feel like a bigger loser sitting in the restaurant eating alone rather than sitting in my car alone even though it it seems like a kind of a worse thing to be sitting in your car eating off your lap and it's it's fine because you're in your own space except for when that's a a car just like rolls up next to you and then you know you can feel their eyes on you and then you feel a little little bit more pathetic when you're eating Uh, (laughs) but anyway and there's also going to the movies alone I mean, I don't mind doing that. I'll, I'll do that occasionally. And it's hard because it's like, okay, it's going to the movies is not great, a great social thing because you can't talk and it's not a great thing to do alone because it's a bit weird and, and you, you feel like a loser. And I think, um, if you go alone, as long as you don't make eye contact with the other person in the cinema who is alone, you're doing all right. 
but also the cost. I mean, like it doesn't really matter much when you're doing it socially. Like same with dining out. Like you're you're you know you'll be you'll be throwing throwing dollar bills like a like a stripper slapping them off your off your palm there. But if you're alone, like you kind of think, well, I'm I'm sitting here and spending. 30 bucks on a movie, I could have illegally downloaded it and sat at home in my underwear watching it. And instead, I'm in public and it's it's becoming really apparent that I'm a bit of a loner right now, but you don't you don't feel that when you're at home in your in your kingdom, in your kingdom. <laughs> so also, uh, I am now recording from a brand new location and it should actually make the podcast sound a little better because it's not a hollow dungeon like where I've been recording from previously. So I moved house. It's only five doors down, which has meant that I've spent the last week moving everything one item at a time, which is super, super fun. And meanwhile, trying to avoid the new neighbors which is hard when you're going back and forth so much, but I've been doing a pretty good job. I mean, I actually, my main moving day where I moved most, most of the stuff, I made sure it was a weekday because <laughs> I felt that if I had moved on a weekend, I would feel, I would be bumping into the neighbors and I would have to do that whole, like, they're like, oh, you're moving in. It's like, hey, yeah, yeah. And and I've had no issue. I've, I've bumped into very few people and I've, I've, I've been snubbing people, I'll be honest. I've been snubbing people in the hall. Not like, not active snub, but I've just not looked at them. They've not engaged me, so it's great. And this is a, this is a bigger building as well, so it's far more new neighbors to piss me off, right? Um, so I was doing great, but then uh, the apartment next door trapped me. You know, I had my hands full. I was going through the door, and then, then, then they popped out. It's like, oh, 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 moving in. And... I think the best solution for me to know that I'm not going to have to deal with any interaction or whatever would be just to be cold with anybody that I bump into, right? Because I don't want it to be like the last building where I've been polite and then I feel I need to do like a stop and chat every time I see somebody in the hall. So um, when that when that neighbor cornered me, oh, I, I panicked and I was like, oh, yes, hey, nice to meet you. Why do I do that? Every fucking time. I've always got these great ideas that I'm just going to be a complete dickhead to people. And then I'm, I'm too damn polite. You can't help it. What the hell? Why does it happen? So now it's going to be awkward. Every time I see, see them, I'm going to have to do the stop and chat. Uh, might as well move out. How long does that lease that I just signed? Uh, fuck a year. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving is good. So it's good to be away from the other place because... Yeah, it was getting it was getting a bit tense. So I'd just say like to say a nice goodbye to my neighbors from there. Goodbye crazy lady upstairs who makes a Whoa! sound every single night and has long stomping zumba sessions with the same four songs on repeat. I'll remember you every time those songs come on my car radio and I'll just drive right off a cliff. Goodbye, wacky dog lady from the building next door who spends 90% of the day chasing your crap dog all over my driveway. Oh, Ralphie! Oh, Ralphie! Oh. And sitting on lawn furniture that faces my window. 
I'll never forget just last week when I was returning home and driving down my driveway and hearing you shriek, stop, stop, out of fear I was going to run over your dog. But sleep easy knowing I would never, I would never run over your dog, but would definitely run you down. Also, goodbye to the guy who left a block of chocolate on my doorstep as a nice neighborly gesture, which made it fucking awkward, and I didn't know what to do, and then left it way too long, and it was just a mess. And goodbye to his roommate, who I'm told was not his gay lover, even though I don't understand how two straight men could live in one bedroom apartment. Anyway, goodbye to that guy. I assume his name was Crazy Eyes, for no particular reason, except that he had crazy eyes. I will always remember the time you stole my fucking washing basket for two weeks, introduced yourself to me by asking how much money I make, had your phone on speaker every fucking time you were in the hallway. It's not a fucking walkie-talkie. Also, used my washing powder, put your shit on my washing machine, Kept parking in other people's parking spots. I'll miss how you would hang your washing on the line with no pegs and leave it there for a week so the wind blew it off everywhere. You could have just spent a dollar on a pack of pegs like an adult, but you live life on the edge. Miss you, big fella. And I'll genuinely miss the couple next door who were really, really lovely people, and they moved out the same day I did. And uh, they never did anything to impose or make things awkward. They, they even fed my cat one time when I went away. So I, I will actually actually miss them. It's, it's, it's kind of, you don't keep contact with neighbors after they move. Hey, like you're, you're, you're friends, but in a, in a way. Anyway, so yeah, they were great people. So they were a really nice counterbalance to uh, the other morons in the building. Um, but on the final day there, they put a bag of rubbish in my bin, so they're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, I should I should live like on a farm or something far away from from everyone and everything, right? <laughs> uh, so I didn't uh, book movers for this because, like I said, I, I was only five doors down, and it was just easier to move everything by hand. Uh, well, I thought I thought it was. It was a double-edged sword because it would have been so much easier just to move everything in one load. But but it's just taken me half my life to be doing it now. And and the good thing was not having to book movers because then I would have to, you know, talk to them. Because <laughs> I, I've never enjoyed booking movers because I, I don't really know what to do, right? Like, you book them for the service of they're going to take your shit they're going to put it in a truck. They're going to drive that truck to the new place. They're going to take it out. They're going to put it in your new place. And that actually sounds really simple now that I'm saying it. But on the day, they arrive and they start doing that. And I never know what to do because I don't think you're supposed to help them. I mean, you're paying for a service. You shouldn't have to anyway. I mean... It's expensive, so you're paying for the muscle for them to be lifting things while you can just relax, right? Um, but I always feel a bit weird and a bit guilty. I mean, 
that you, you can't even sit down because they're, they're taking your chairs. So you just sort of stand there next to a wall. I mean, do you, you pretend to text? I don't know. Like, let, I mean, tell me what people generally do because I've never really known how to deal with that situation. It's, it's, it's easier just not to do it at all. Um, but then you've got that other thing of just having to ask someone to help you move. And I don't like doing that either. Uh, mo mostly because I don't like people asking me to help them move because they always try and sell it with like, oh, I'll buy you lunch. And why is it, why is there the instinct if somebody says free lunch, you'll fucking do anything. You'll do anything for a free lunch. But realistically, I could just go buy my own lunch and then not have to help somebody move. But, uh, but even without booking movers, don't you worry, guys. I was definitely able to have my moments of uh, having men in in my apartment and feeling uncomfortable. I, I wouldn't let you down. Had to had to have had to have a man in my apartment and me feeling uncomfortable. You can't move without that. So uh, in Australia, for our international listeners, we have this thing called the NBN, and it's basically shit internet for everyone, and you have to have it. That's the only way to get internet these days. And it's a nightmare, it involves some dude coming out and installing some contraption at your place. And then you may have working internet asterisks, maybe. <laughs> um, so I booked that NBN appointment for the guy to come out in and install it on the day when I was moving in. Which ended up being a bit of a pain in the ass because they said, oh, it will be, we'll come between 12 and 5 and that's like half my day when I want to be moving stuff but he came after like maybe a couple of hours and the first thing when the NBN guy walks in he starts asking me like where blah blah box is where this is it and, and I'm I don't, I don't know I don't know these I don't know what any of these things are that you're telling me I didn't know I needed to do my research on uh, installing internet before you coming and he worked it out like with, within seconds whatever it was like there was no no concern with that or whatever but then he he asked me for a ladder and I found that odd because surely he's in the business that he would need a ladder every day and if he's going over to like some little old lady's house is she gonna have a ladder of available for him anyway i did have a ladder because i'm a man and and men have ladders oh except for that guy except for that guy no, no ladder for him even though it's it's like his job completely entails everything to do with ladders um so then i supplied the ladder and he kept asking me for for stuff like he 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 um he asked me to like hold stuff up for him so basically i'm working for the nbn at this point i'm i'm working for them um yeah i, f I found that odd as well because you know obviously little old ladies you know but because i'm not a little old lady i get fucked over i get fucked right over um and then he asked to use the bathroom never felt comfortable with that never felt comfortable with strange men in my house using my bathroom and what pissed me off even more that was the maiden voyage. I hadn't even used the bathroom yet. I I was only partially moved in. I wanted to make that maiden voyage because when you move house, that's a super important thing to go in and use that bathroom for the very first time. And he ruined that. He stole that away from me. 
even though this is a uh, rental and uh, there probably would have been hundreds of people who have used that toilet before, but it doesn't matter. Once my name's on that lease, I want to be the first to use it. Not random NBN guy, but I hope he nonetheless enjoyed it. Uh, so anyway, so then, you know, he installed the internet and then at the end he goes, oh, it'll be activated within 15 minutes. If not, blah, blah, blah. When the technician comes next Friday and walks out the door, I'm like, huh? <laughs> when the tech, what? Yeah. Anyway, I have internet now. No technician next Friday. I'm all good. Although I'm a bit nervous he's going to come knocking on my door because that's an appointment I did not agree to. But, uh, you know, I'll make sure to... Uh, Provide him some, uh, some tea. Oh, did you, do you, are you supposed to offer, like, when you have somebody in your house, are you supposed to offer a glass of water? Are you supposed to offer tea? Is that, is that a customer? Do we do that? I mean, I'm not going to do it if you guys say yes. If you guys say, yeah, you're definitely supposed to do that. You haven't been doing that. You're nuts. I'm not going to start doing it. Just curious. Just curious. So, uh, another advantage of this new place is, uh, great peephole. Um, it's, it's like a wide angle peephole. Um, and that's great because I'm the kind of guy that if I hear footsteps in the hallway before I'm about to leave, I will wait a couple of minutes until that person goes away and then I'll leave. Is that weird? Cause I don't think it is. Cause uh, if it's between me going out the door and having to do a stop and chat with somebody, or if I wait and then don't have to do that, it's nice and not to have to do the stop and chat. Not, not, not trying to be too antisocial. Just should I have to do it every day? The answer is, of course, no. Um, but I, I love a good peephole because I, I love a good peep. I love peeping. That's that's what the peephole is for. If if the peephole is there, it is called a peephole. I will peep if I hear hear going goings on. I'll I'll want to know. I'll want to know what's going on in the hallway. You know, it's 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 my my neighborhood watch, um, and it's never anything interesting, is it? Uh, but sometimes, like when I'm looking at out the peephole, I get a bit worried that uh, that they're gonna see like my feet. You know, like under the door, they'll see like a shadow that there's two feet. So sometimes I'll uh, I'll just stand on one foot, um, and then they don't think it's a it's a person. Yep. Anyway. Uh, one of the uh, one of the flats. So there were three apartments available when I came to look at this one. Um, the best, uh, the better of the apartments is not the one that I took, um, partially because it was not in my price range, but mostly because it was right next to the um, the, the the buzzer for for every every apartment, and I factored in that I'm going to have to deal with some Uber Eats guy standing next to next to my standing next to my window, pressing that every day, being like, oh, your, your Uber Eats, your Uber Eats is here, is here. Because, I mean, because in the last building, that was, that was a daily thing. And what made it even worse, for some reason, the Uber Eats people would always come to my door. Like, no matter what apartment it said on their little receipt, even, like, whatever building, like, it was the, the next building over, for some reason, they would always come to my door. And I gotta say, like, when somebody knocks at your door, my first thought is just always like, oh, here we go. Because any any unsolicited knock at your door, it's never it's never gonna be anything good. It's never some old friend coming to stop by. It's it's nothing you're gonna be excited about. It's it's either gonna be a Jehovah's Witness 
or just a neighbor wanting wanting to, to bother you. So I think it's probably better just not to answer the door. And I don't know, even if they can hear the TV, I think just, just leave them for dead. I mean, I could use the peephole, but then they're going to... They're gonna feel my presence, right? They're gonna feel my presence. They're gonna know I'm there. They're, they're, they'll know I'm peeping. They'll know I'm peeping. Um, so I've always kind of wondered, like, when I've been getting those uh, Uber Eats deliveries, and I've had to, like, you know, say, no, 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 you've got the, you've got the wrong apartment. Like, you know, go to the one that it actually says on on the app there. You know, n- number number four, um, which is not this apartment. They're like, oh, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, yeah. You should probably just go to the actual address, not just guess, not just go to every every door in the neighborhood and just until you get it. Like, it's probably easier if you just look at what it says right there. But I've always, I've always wondered, what if I just said thanks and just took the food? Because they never say anything. When, when they knock on the door and you open it up and there's just a guy there with food, they don't say, oh, hello, sir. Here is your delicious, hot, fresh Uber Eats food, Mr. Mr. Fraser Ruddick, for you, for you, sir. They they won't say anything. If you, you, you possibly get a hello. So if I just, like, took it in and then, then just, like, ate it, what could happen? I mean, a man has just come to my apartment and he's handed me food. I've not taken, f- as far as I'm aware, I've not taken food that belongs to anyone else i mean i'm just i'm just reaping the benefits of strange man giving me food i'm, I'm taking the risk of, of that it's it, it could possibly be poisoned but imagine if I, I'm, I i like start eating it and then then the guy like comes back and i don't know what would be going through a delivery guy's mind if they're like oh shit oh shit that was the wrong address i better pop back in and get that food back because you're going to think that anybody who's going to accept that food is going to be a fucking psychopath. And so if they're knocking on the door and then I'm like halfway through the food and they're like, oh, actually, that food wasn't for you. And you're like, oh, okay, as you wipe your mouth. Like, what, what, what what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And it's the same as like I've always, quite often, if you get food delivered, say you get a, you order a pizza and the pizza arrives and it's it's the wrong one. Now it's late. I'm hungry. Whatever that pizza is, as long as it's not ridiculous, as long as I'm not missing anything. If it's the same thing, if it's a pizza and it just happens to be the different different flavor, I'm not I'm not going to call up the restaurant and say no. You need to take this back and you need to bring me the right one. I I really couldn't be bothered. I'll just you know I'll stew about it and then I'll boycott that restaurant and, and that'll be it. So if I receive a pizza that's wrong, I'm going to eat it. But what if I started eating it and the guy came back and goes, oh, no, I've got your pizza here. This is like for, I'm doing two deliveries. I would feel really awkward about that. So should I be leaving a buffer after the food is is delivered before I before I start eating it? And, and, and all the food that, I, that I'm planning on stealing from now on that is coming to the wrong wrong address like what's 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 my buffer zone to to ensure that the guys the guys not coming back and I, I honestly in the past like i've gotten i've gotten orders and they've they've like thrown like a garlic bread on that and i didn't order a garlic bread and i'll tell you i was pretty nervous eating it i was nervous that i was going to get that knock at the door but may hey maybe that's the time when to um to enact on that uh, not answering the door ever 
Just the, he knows you're in there. He knows you're in there, but he just keeps on knocking. Come on! I know you got the garlic bread. And my answer would be, not anymore, sucker. <laughs> so I downloaded this app called Next Door. It's a neighborhood app where everyone in your neighborhood, not everyone, and the losers in your neighborhood, they'll sign up and then they can, you know, it's kind of like a forum and, and they can, they can, it's mostly people just having a bit of a whinge about, about things in the neighborhood and people getting arguments about stuff. Um, I highly recommend everybody gets this app, but don't make the mistake that I did by putting your real name, put a fake name in there and then you can uh, kind of stir the pot a bit and piss people off. Um, like the kind of stuff that people put up there, like somebody, somebody's put, somebody's put today, can anyone help me move house? And they've not, they're not offering any money for that. I, why, why would a stranger say yes to that? I don't even want to help my friends move. I, I, I'm not, I'm not that neighborly. I mean, I'm the guy who's avoiding people in the hallway. I'm, I'm trying to be least neighborly as, as possible, which I don't know why I have this, uh, this, this, this next door app. No, I, I downloaded it just out of, curiosity and hilarity um there's also another one here which says they're asking for a recommendation of a knife sharpening guy in the local neighborhood i don't want to recommend a knife sharpening guy to my neighbors whether they whether they ultimately are going to sharpen those knives and use them on me or on their husband I do not want to be party to that. Also, who the fuck takes knives to get sharpened? Don't you have like a sharpener on your on your knife block? I'd like to be like a neighborhood terrorist and do weird shit to see if people started posting it about it on the app. Like, somebody keeps slipping headshots of Spruce Samazan under my door. I had to Google who he is and now I'm even more confused. I have this weird, childish, lingering desire to do shit that annoys but mostly confuses people like when i was a kid there was this old lady like this uh family friend and somebody left a note in her um her mailbox which said many houses have been robbed in this neighborhood yours is next and, uh, and that freaked her out so much she didn't she didn't leave the house for like a month and needed like a, a friend to to come stay with her and and i think they became lesbians uh we're never 100 percent sure on that uh, my brother to this day is convinced that it was me and it definitely wasn't i i, I wish it was uh, but don't, like, don't do that sort of stuff. Like, do that sort of stuff, but don't do it to, like, an innocent old lady. Do it to your enemies. Don't, don't do it to, to a stranger. Um, not, not, not to that extent, though. Um, but, but I like, I like doing stuff that kind of confuses the shit out of people. Like, uh, I was thinking earlier today what would be great. You know when you're on Facebook and then you get that notification, it's so-and-so's birthday, and you look at their wall and they've got hundred people who probably haven't spoken to them in the last five years being like happy birthday i'd like to just post on there like happy birthday hope you're having an awesome time in the philippines and post that and so it can go two ways the the best thing would be if their friends and family see that first and then start messaging them being like you're in the fucking philippines you didn't tell me like what the fuck's going on there or uh, they come straight to you and send you a message being like, what are you talking about? Why do you think I'm in the Philippines? And then you never respond. Ever. You never speak to them again. And yes, you lose the friendship, 
but you feel joyous in the fact that they will always be wondering why the fuck you posted that. <sighs> Alright guys, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not enjoying doing this show alone. It's, it's weird. It's a, it is a hard slog to talk to yourself. I keep like saying stuff and I'm so used to somebody like, you know, responding and it being an open topic. I, th I think I've proved to myself that there, there is no way, I knew I never could do it, there's no way I would do an entire season like this. I mean, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and if you didn't, it may never happen again. I mean, even the motivation like to do this episode was really, really hard, because when I've got a co-host coming in, oh, we have a schedule. Like, you come in at this time, and then we have to do it. And it's hard to have that motivation when I'm doing it just for myself. So if I was doing, if I were doing every episode alone, uh, uh, you wouldn't have a podcast. You wouldn't have a podcast. It, it, it would have lasted about two episodes, motivation-wise. I mean, I've run out of things to talk about, guys. I'll be honest. I've run out of things to talk about. I had no plan for this episode. I thought I could just roll with it. I usually can. I usually just come up with stuff on the spot because I'll see somebody sitting in front of me, staring deep into my eyes, and I know I've just got to say something, just anything. But when you're talking to yourself, it doesn't really work like that. So for somebody who doesn't really seem to like people very much, I gotta say, I'm really surprised that I need social interaction. I need social interaction, as awkward as social interaction can be. As much as I hated the people in the street, as much as in life, things annoy the shit out of me. Being alone kind of sucks, and it's a little bit weird. But you know what, guys? I'm not truly alone, because I have all of you. <laughs> um, you guys could send me a birthday card, you know, that, that, that wouldn't hurt. Uh, I would definitely not feel alone, alone then, but whatever. Alright, so next week's episode, the co-host will be, I've got no fucking idea, isn't that exciting? Um, you know, honestly, I thought, you know, maybe this would not be my last episode alone. It's my fucking dead last, it's never happening again, it's never happening again. I need somebody to hold on to and tell me everything's gonna be alright. Alright, so I'm going to end this episode. Thanks for listening. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and most other apps. Hit us up on Twitter at dead to me Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, and our email is deadtomepodcast at gmail.com. I don't think you guys understand. This, that was, this was a hard episode to do. And, and, and hey, this was my one opportunity to do it without pants, and I'm wearing pants. God damn it, I fucked up! Bye, guys! Mm -hmm.